has a movie actually coming out called The Other American Dream. It's pretty heavyweight stuff. The uh, whole play basically takes uh, place in a 12 by 9 space because the three men are in prison. And um, it starts off uh, with a singular person in the cell, and then as the play goes on, um, the addition to the other characters. And pretty, pretty heavy stuff. I mean, they deal with prison issues, the issues of reformity, um, and uh, the business behind prison, what prison really means. It's not necessarily a rehabilitation place for individuals that commit crimes, but it's mm-hmm. business for the state. And they go into that in the play. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So if it comes to your town, uh, definitely check it out. It's called 12 by 9. And it's uh, written, directed, produced, uh, and starring Fred Thomas Jr. Okay. Just looking out for it. Anything else? Uh, it's all about Transformers, and it's all about uh, 21 Jump Street for me. 21 Jump Street 22, excuse me. 22, yeah. Uh-huh. The last one was what? hilarious. <laughs> you think this one will hold up to it? Uh, I think they will, they will have to outdo the last one. If not, it's going to be like a flam. Yeah. So you have to do better than the predecessor. I hear that. I hear that. Well, Chica, as always, we thank you, man. Have a great week. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Ms. Parker, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I was just talking away. I think I was on mute earlier. How are you guys doing? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Weekend was good. I was um, going to interrupt uh, Chike a little bit. I saw X-Men, uh, whatever number they're on, three or four. <laughs> um, a couple How of weeks dare ago. you insult the brand, Ms. Parker? It's the X-Men, Marvel Comics. I was so Days of Future so Past. We went at night, and I was, like, trying to stay up. I've seen a couple of X-Men, but it's been, like, you know, out of theater. Um, I'm usually doesn't, you know, keep up or go that the first weekend is out or whatever. The theater was super packed. It was so late. I was so sleepy trying to stay up. Everyone seemed like they were having a great time. I was cold. I was like, this is not a fun type of movie. But it was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought <laughs> it would be. Um, it was pretty good. But uh, my weekend, as far as this week, this week was pretty good. I got back in town Saturday morning. I went out of town to uh, Philly. See mm-hmm. my um to my nephew, my sisters, my nephews and my sister. One of my nephews graduated from high school. I'm so proud of him. He is going to Cornell yeah. University. And then also my other nephew graduated the very same day but in another state, which I couldn't make and he's going to Baylor. So okay. um really good things happening as far as family is related. I'm uh, excited yes. for both of them and very proud of them. Um and then I school parties and brunches, you know, typical summer stuff. Right. Let's just love summertime in Atlanta, though, because it's always something to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. I actually went to. When it's uh, not raining, I love it. You know, it rains right. all during the summertime, but when it's not raining. Exactly. I went to uh, Nancy Pizza yesterday because I've been, I had been, I, I, for some reason I followed them on Instagram. I didn't realize I did, but they always post on all the good food. So I said, I, you know, the cheap, cheap meal for me, let me go and try their, they have the Chicago deep dish pizza. They also have the other, uh, you know, regular pizza as well, but I wanted to try the deep dish pizza because depending on who you talk to, if they're in Chicago, they say they have the best pizza. New York says they have the best pizza. I, will I mean, say I, ha- that. I have to go I have to go with New York. I have to, I'm too. Not a, I'm not a deep dish pizza person. It's yeah. too heavy for me. 
Um, right. I've actually been to all the famous uh, uh, Chicago eateries as far as pizza is concerned uh-huh. when I was out there. I just wasn't impressed. This is not my style. I'm not a big pizza person, period. But right. um, if right. I have to choose, I'll probably choose thin crust. Yeah, I agree. It was good, but like you said, it's real heavy. Like I put on Facebook, I feel like I need to run some sprints after eight, you know, because I feel so so heavy. But um, yeah, it but it was it was good. Yeah. So if you if you are into deep dish pizza, definitely check out uh, Nancy Pizza. And they have the other the regular kind as well. But I have to give it to New York for this one when it comes to pizza. Um, let's see, Aaron, what's going on with you? What up? What up? Hey, Aaron. Miss Parker, Stephen, what's good, y'all? I just have to say you were right. You say what? You were right about the first. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> well, I haven't. I missed last week. I want. I must say that um, I'm very excited that uh, that Miami lost. I, I don't care who they lost to, but um, the fact that they lost makes me feel really great. And I, I do like the Spurs. I, I think that they're one of those teams that would kind of remind me of my old Celtics team, very uh, team oriented. I very like that. The very yeah. instinct. The it very was, instinct. Yeah. It it was almost like a work of art. It was just beautiful watching watching them play. Like I I felt so I it, it just felt great just seeing the um team that plays team of, ball actually beat the team that's hyped. You know, beating that they um overhyped team because everyone on Twitter just about not everyone but just about everyone was on Miami Heat's bandwagon. All heat, 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 and no one really gave the Spurs a chance. And well, I will still, say they were they were hyping them up until they started losing because once they started they losing, yeah. I saw very few postings from the Miami Heat fans. It's like they all I have never seen any group fans. Like, yeah. I've seen losers usually they post. You know, my team is losing. I still love them. Nothing. It's like they went mute. I'm a Miami fan, but I will say that I was proud of the way the Spurs played because they played as a team. You know, like, I don't care who they mm-hmm. brought in that game, they played as a team. And even they were talking about, um, one of the commentators were saying, this was in the last game, how even after the coach got on one of the players, he still went to the bench, cheering on his other team. And, you know, they just really work as a team. And that's what mm-hmm. sport, team sports is all about, teamwork. And so I have to give it to them where Miami, they were just relying on LeBron and Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? And so I think the best team do when I have to say it. Steven, can I ask you a question, man? Hmm. And be straight up with me, you know, give me okay. 100. Huh? How long have you been a, a Heat fan? I was just going to say that. He's one of those new I don't know. When they brought all three together, that's when I became a fan. Because the reason why and, said, okay. everyone was, was saying they weren't going to be able to win. It would take them a year or two years to ramp up, and they did. I mean, they actually came together very well. And I was like, see, I kind of like the underdog. Okay, mm-hmm. see, that's my thing. I respect LeBron James. He is a, right. an amazing player. He is gifted, talented beyond mm-hmm. that. That that man is an amazing player. I give him his props. Great player. Right. I don't like the team, and I think that some people are they like Miami Heat because of the players. But right. as far as with the team itself, once Braun leaves, once Wade retires, whatever, once will people still like the Miami Heat? Right. You, know, I think, you know that's a no. You know that's and, a no. And, and, no. 
Thank you, Miss Parker. So I think well, people like thing. players. I was a Bulls fan forever when Michael Jordan retired. I want to be the Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know what I mean? And guess what? I still like the Bulls to this day. I still yeah. like the Bulls. I root for for the Bulls to this day. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love the Bulls since 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 the '90s, since the early mm-hmm. '90s. Yeah. yeah, always, all and always will. And it wasn't because of Michael Jordan. He helped it. Like he opened me up to the team. But but whenever Jordan left, I still have a lot of love for the Bulls. Whereas yeah. people to me seems like once Bron leaves the Heat, they're done. He, the right. Heat, are, you know, people, yeah, people really won't like him. So it's gonna be tough. So what? And they said he's thinking about leaving, which I do believe. He's I was gonna ask, ask all that. Yeah. So Miss Miss Parker. So do you think that he's He's gone. So he's he's gonna leave. I don't, I don't know if he's Miami. gone this year, but I think it's coming pretty soon. I don't know if he's so gone this year, but I know I think it's coming up pretty soon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, same, same here. So Heat fans, I think this was y'all's last last run. Um, I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. I I, I think personally, if he if he doesn't leave this summer. I think that he might give it one more year, but I think that his heart's not in it anymore. I think this kind of took – to me, it took something away from Bron. Not his talent, but just his spirit being there. I, I just think that he's – like, those guys didn't – they they didn't step up to me. I mean, they, Bron played his heart out, but his 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 teammates, they just got yeah. whooped. And, <laughs> you know, they just – Aaron, that you you talked about, uh, you know, you think that they will disperse the three, the big three, you know, in terms of Miami Heat. And uh, ESPN.com has an article called "Is This End of the Road?" You know, for my for the big three. So I guess we'll have to see. We'll see what happens, and see what happens to all the Heat fans. <laughs> oh yeah, these Heat fans. But, but, man, but, but did you notice that in the one game when um, the fans, when they were Miami, when the fans. Were cussing out um, LeBron. Yeah, booing him and everything. Booing him and cussing him. Yeah, loving it. Right, which tells me right there, these people, these fans, man, are they're bandwagon fair weather friends. They're not even fans. I think that they're just groupies. And I don't care how much my fans lose, I would never boo them. Like. Yeah, I wouldn't boo them. I might talk mess like, oh, they messing up or why right, they playing like right. that, whatever. But I will never boo. Yeah. And exactly. how hard and is it going for them? Got their, you know, all white T-shirts when they're playing at home. You and your white T-shirt can't wait to get up. No, that when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, they got spoiled. See, Miami's just a different city, totally from a. Chicago. Back when the Bulls were winning all those championships, everything was hot. But but when the Bulls stopped winning, they didn't get booed. Like you know, people respect the team. They respect right. the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these fans down in Miami, they don't respect the organization. They don't respect the um hard work and the legacy. The Bulls' legacy. The Heat could have a legacy, but these fans just. They take away from it. I mean, think about it. They've gone to four NBA finals, back to back to back, four straight times. That's an accomplishment. Now they didn't win all four. You know, two, two wins, two losses. It's not great, but it's but it's not bad. That's not bad at all. There are players who who have never gone to the finals at all. That that are Hall of Fame players that 
that have never even been to a finals, let alone one. Mm-hmm. So I just, people just need to just, you know, pump it. Just enjoy. Anyway, congratulations, Spurs. Y'all were the yeah. better team by far, and it was just great watching watching them play. And Tim, Tim, Tim Duncan, man, awesome. Just, just a yeah. classy dude. He's just yeah. a classy dude. Classy dude. Oh, big ups also. Kawhi Leonard, man, MVP, Finals M- MVP, man, cornrows. He bringing back cornrows, man. <laughs> I know. I'm saying the same thing, but you know, he's 23, the second youngest and the first youngest in like 20 years, uh, right. since 15 years since Duncan did it as MVP at 23. So you know, definitely, yeah. he stepped up. You know, the bench stepped up. The yeah. Oh, the bench was great. I didn't, know, oh I didn't know that Pop did that. I didn't know that he 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 kept his player to a strict schedule as far as how long they'd be in the game. I did not yeah. know that happened. That's how he was able to develop his bench because no matter if they're losing or winning, he take his key players out when they come to take them he out. He sure does. Yeah, and he's he's been doing that forever, and that's what makes him to me just he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's he's like one of the top. I gotta say, he's one of the top five. NBA coaches to me of yeah, all time. He has five rings. Yeah. He, has five he, rings. he has five rings, right? And honestly, y'all, it could have easily been six. Last season, the Spurs thirty seconds away from winning a, another championship last year. They didn't win it. I'm not trying to say, but I'm just saying that's how. I mean, they could have easily won it last year. It wasn't you know it? It could have went either way. It went either to the way, East, yeah. you know, so I, mm-hmm. right? But this, but this year was no. It wasn't even close. This. Oh my gosh, y'all, man! I so, loved it. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> it was it, it was it was gorgeous. And y'all, what about soccer, man? I've never really gotten into soccer until I mean, that's what now. Yeah, until the World that. Cup. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Like I enjoy. I'm getting hyped, man. I'm getting in into all of the flavors. Like it's it's just cool. Like soccer's all right now. I, I don't think that I can watch it. Tonight was a shocker. Tonight was a shocker. What happened? The U.S. No one expected the U.S. to win against Ghana. And the U.S. won. Yeah. 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 Which, which I'm wondering if that's good for, actually, good for us, so so, so people, you know, so that we, we, we kind of have that underdog kind of status. Right yeah, now, I mean, because so we're the only country where soccer is not the biggest sport exactly around the world. Right. We're the only country that plays football. Around the world, football right. is soccer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. I yeah. think no, I think it's good in a way where it exposes the U.S. audience to it, to mm-hmm. soccer. Yeah. Um, but you know, I th- I think it's I think it's a good thing overall. I don't so think do I. you know I don't think it's going to to make you know any of the other countries any less great than they are. And, and, and right. the U.S. team really have, like, two U.S. players on there. It's all international players anyway. <laughs> so the right a lot, of those, a lot right. of those people are, um, are rooting for kind of the players from different countries anyway. So that's why soccer is, yeah. a, is a huge uh, international sport. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think it's a good thing. That's funny that you mentioned that, though, Ms. Parker, because the, um, the um, Spurs, 10 of their players on their roster are all international players. That is true. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, which is, I'm not trying to say that the that the international players are easier to coach or anything, but 
Anyway, moving on. It might be easier. <laughs> it might be easier. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, 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 you know, because I don't. So, okay. Um, international players, from what I've seen with the Spurs, they just seem easier to coach. I'm not they saying can, that American players aren't. to be a little bit more humble. They're, thank, thank you, Ms. Parker. Perfect word. Yes. They're just more humble internationally than it seems like than here and everything. So. Anyway, but yeah, soccer. Go ahead, USA, USA, USA. Do you have anything? Um, be, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was asking, do you have anything to say about the um, the passing of um, Tony Gwynn? Oh yes, thank you for mentioning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tony Gwynn, man. He like I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, which I think mm-hmm. people know by now. Um, right. But I remember he was one of the Pym and Cecil Fielder were like two, and also Terry Pendleton, who um, played mm-hmm. for the Braves. Those were like the three guys that I really remember growing up watching baseball that I really enjoyed seeing. And the reason being was because they were men of color, but mm-hmm. also was the fact that they were kind of fat, and, you know, they were just tubby guys. So seeing these big kind of Santa Claus-looking Men playing baseball, I just thought that that was cool. It was almost like a fathery, father kind of thing to me. Like they just seemed like really cool guys that that were probably really cool dads. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I I remember that from um, from Tony definitely. That was a shocker. I didn't even know that um, Tony even even had um, cancer. So um, yeah, yeah, cancer. It, yeah. Tobacco that you guys already mentioned that. I'm sorry about who? Got it from chewing tobacco. Oh, was it chewing tobacco? Wow. Oh, that was back for all the years of him chewing tobacco um, when he played. Oh, oh wow. dang. See. Yeah. But he, but he, he had uh, 3,141 hits during his Hall of Fame career, spanning 20 seasons yeah. uh, with San Diego. And so yeah. Outstanding player. Outstanding mm-hmm. man, too. This man loved his city. He was born mm-hmm. and raised in San Diego, went to college at San San Diego State was drafted by the San Diego Clippers of the mm. NBA back when they were in San Diego, Diego back mm-hmm. back in the early '80s before they moved to um, to um, Los Los Angeles. And of course, he was drafted by the um, by the San Diego Padres. So yeah, this man born, raised, loved his city, repped his city. Great man, great athlete, and he will definitely be missed. So my heartfelt. Con- condolences to um his his family and to his fans and friends and and everyone that um respect him. Yeah. So yo um I will get on up out of here because I have to finish up a, a PowerPoint presentation for <laughs> for the summer class. So yo you can follow me again Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all the same. Aaron Cosby, Janera, if you dare. Um, welcome. Cheers. Hey, all right, cool, cool. All right, it is all yours, Ms. Parker, Stephen. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. All right. Yeah. Have a good one. What's up, Ms. Ferguson? Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Ms. Parker, I miss you. I miss you too, right? <laughs> having me getting my shop on because uh, you. <laughs> you know where to find yourself. I know, right? I, I I got a new job, and so that, you know, unfortunately, duty calls, and I haven't been able to devote the love that I need to you guys, so I do apologize for that, but I'm back. 
You are back. And, um, back. Yes, I am back. How's the new job going? Oh, it's, it's going. It's going. I can't complain. We'll, we'll talk good. about that offline, though. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for Well, I have a couple of things for you guys tonight. Um, and one of the um, events that I want to tell you guys about is for the, all of those late Father's Day shoppers. Um, so I'll just start off with that first, just so you can go ahead and get online if that's what you want to do. Um, Brookstone, that's one of my favorite gadget stores. Um, you can get anything from massage gadgets to just gadgets for, like, your phone, your, you know, electronics, anything. Um, they're having a sale, and that is going to be now through the 22nd, uh, which I believe is Thursday. If you shop there now, you can get $25 off of your $75 purchase. So, I mean, of course, it's not as good as 60% or anything, but it's still a great deal. Um, you know, $25 off of $75. You, you can also throw something else up in there for yourself if you want to. I know I probably would, but don't be like me. Be better than me when it comes to spending money. Um, but, yeah, they're having, <laughs> they're having um, a sale. So that's something that you guys may want to check out if you, you know, just want to get something for yourself or if you missed out on Father's Day and you still want to send something up to your dad, um, that's something that you may want to check out. Um, Saks Fifth Avenue office, that's uh, Saks Fifth Avenue's, um, this, that's like their outlet store, or that is their outlet store. They're having a semi-annual sale. And if you shop now through the 29th, you can get up to 70% off of your purchase. And that's like all types of designer goods. So, you know, I'm, I'm a denim person. So, um, you know, if you shop there, you can get some great brands like, you know, AG or Seven or, you know, Citizens of Humanity. Um, so that's something that you guys may want to think about um, if you're in, if you're, you know, in line to get some designer stuff. Um, Jones New York is also having a sale. They're having a dress event, and if you shop now, you can get dresses for only forty nine dollars. So of course, every dress in the store isn't forty nine dollars, but um, you know, if you if you go to Jones New York, you can get a lot of a lot of deals for seventy nine dollars. I mean, for forty nine dollars. I'm sorry. And the the reason I think this is good because is because it's it's great for uh, Jones New York is great for work clothes or if you wanted to have a nice Sunday brunch or go to church, you know, and have a Sunday brunch afterwards, that's the type of dress that you would find in Jones New York and it's really great quality. So I would suggest going and taking a look taking a look there. Um Victoria's Secret they're still having their semi annual sale. It's going on now while supplies last. Um so you can shop there for tons of deals. Plus you can get free shipping on all orders that are $100 or more. Um, Nordstrom Rack is having a BCBG Max Azure event um, just for a limited time. It's only today. So if you shop there now, you can save really big on BCBG Max Azure apparel. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because I actually love their brand. Um, you can get a lot of trendy things there and also a lot of classic pieces by BCBG. Um, it's one of my favorite brands, and so if I ever, whenever I see a sale going on, I usually shop there. And also, speaking of that Nordstrom Rack, I um, went there on Saturday, and they're having a really good clearance event, too, so that's something you guys may want to think about. I got a pair of, how much are those jeans? I think $176 AG jeans for 30 bucks. I mean, it's, it's like things like that you just really can't beat. Of course, you have to shop the clearance rack. But it's still, I mean, $30 jeans, really, I, I'm all for that. 
So um, bluefly.com, they're also having a sale, and this is for two days only. And I know you guys have heard me talk about Bluefly in the past, but Bluefly Blue um, is where you can get a lot of designer goods. So that's something that you guys want to think about as well. Um, Nine West is having a BOGO event, and that ends tomorrow. Um, if you shop now, you can buy one, get one, 20% off of your second pair. And last but not least, um, today and tomorrow only, shop Old Navy's uh, thank you event, and you can get 30% off of your purchase, or you can get 40% off of your purchase if you shop Gap or Banana Republic. And this is an online-only sale, so you do have to log on to, to, to take advantage of it. And I'm actually um, online right now at Old Navy while I'm reading all this stuff off to you guys. So <laughs> looking at for this. <laughs> Don't well, judge me. <laughs> we won't judge. We won't judge. We know you're a budget shopaholic. Uh, they can find all this at budgetshopaholic.com. There's a link on our Facebook page. But before you go, um, Ms. Ferguson, uh, Ms. Park, I want to ask you both a question about entertainment because we're going to go. We have a full show today. But um, what do you think about the petition to uh, have Beyonce and Jay-Z do Blue Ivy's hair? I, you know what? Now, keep in mind, I think that these people are super mega rich, and you know they can they can do the hair. However, I was a little girl once too, and sometimes you just don't feel like being bothered, especially if she has to turn her head, because you know, black children's hair. You know, sometimes it, you know sometimes things can get mad or whatever. They go to sleep, whatever. I don't know, but if she if she has a tender head. And I can understand. I do think that they should be doing it. I mean, they don't actually have to do it themselves. They can probably pay somebody to do it, like, every hour on the hour. But leave the baby alone. Leave the baby right. alone. Ms. Barber? I think they have too much time on their hands. They must not have right. a job. Exactly. And actually, I'm not one about the Beyonce, all her baby's hair, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the person who did it, she's a, um, apparently she's a hair specialist. Uh, and she says she knows the grain of hair and what they should be doing. But I will say this, that uh, after the petition came out, they had pictures of Beyonce and Jay-Z with the baby, and the baby's hair was in a ponytail. <laughs> I don't it's know so if that helped. I, I don't that. know if that helped. Here's my thing about that whole stupid petition, though. I mean, what if little girls just woke up? Little girls right. just woke up, you know, put her down for a nap, she woke up. Who, what, seriously, what person is going to comb their child's hair? And just take her right onto the little limo or whatever, and maybe she's off to go do something else. Who knows? Right. We don't know what the circumstances behind her not having her hair, you know, done was, but I think it's ridiculous. I just leave the baby alone. I do, too. I think the person needs to find something else to do. Well, listen, they really Sarah, do. Have a, thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll be right back after this, okay? Okay. Good night, guys. Good night. You're listening to The Steve and Night Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTM Radio. Brian Bathazar is a TV programmer, journalist, host, and comic who chronicles the latest entertainment and pop culture news on popgoestheweek.com. He has been seen on, as a guest 
on the Wendy Williams Show, the George A.R. Show, Showbiz Tonight, Today's Show, and more. He also weighs in, weighs in on media and entertainment news on Sirius and Kimbo's Radio. Please help me welcome Brian Bapper. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. I just, I just want to go I want to go shopping now. I just heard all those bargains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised you have time to do anything because you're a busy man, a busy man. Uh, oh, well, I try to be. I try to be busy. I was amazed. I was amazed. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I guess I get nervous when I'm not busy. That's when I, If I'm bored, yeah. I get nervous. So, you know yeah. how it is. You try and keep busy, and then you wish you weren't. But uh, I've, I've been very blessed, so thank you. Yes. So tell us, you know, how did you, how did you start off this career? How did you get this career going? Oh, gosh. You know, I have to say I spent most of my 20s not knowing what the heck I was going to do with my life. So um, mm-hmm. I was working. I had every job I can think of for, like, three months to six months. I worked at an insurance company. I worked at the mall. I sang on a boat. I, I worked <laughs> for a psychic medium. Literally, I did all of those wow. things. I worked for a psychic medium. You know those psychic mediums that talks to the dead and says, "Yo, I'm seeing the letter L or the letter oh, M. Oh, you did that? Yeah, well, I, work, I was an assistant for those. You know, if they go through enough letters, they're going to get one of them, right? Right, so, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so eventually I, start, I knew I wanted to do some writing, and I fell into writing, and that's how I got started behind the scenes, um, writing for a news station. And that's how I really fell in love with being a producer. You know how, you know, it's a lot of work as you put together this show. Um, every week, it's, you realize that, you know, it, there is really a, a talent to producing a really great show and finding yeah. the right people and, and finding and making sure, you know, you really, there's more work to it than people realize, you know, to keep it the is. conversation going. Mm-hmm. You know how it is when it's going well, and boy, you know how it is when it's not, right? Oh, my um, gosh. Yes. That's the worst. That's the worst. It can feel like the longest. Yeah. It can feel like the longest night of your life. So anyway, uh-huh. so, uh, <laughs> so I fell in love with producing, but there was always that part of me that wanted to do a little bit more, you know, in front of the camera because I just loved doing that so much. But I didn't really get that start until, you know, uh, well into my 30s. So I guess the lesson is, is a lot of people think if they don't do it in their 20s, it's too late. Um, but right, you know yeah. that that couldn't be further from the truth. I think it's uh, I've I've learned just from my own experiences. That gosh, you know, if you want something badly enough, don't let anybody or anyone tell you that you're too old or mm-hmm. too inexperienced. You just have to go after it. It's interesting you say that because uh, Oprah was 30 when she started her show. Oprah when she started Isn't that her amazing? Show. Yeah, it is. It is. But I think maybe even at that age, you know, when you're in your 30s, you're, you're more mature to handle the responsibility because you're right. When I I agreed to do this show because I'm thinking. Mm. One show a week, how much how much work could it be? It's a lot of work. Right. Lot of work. It is. It really is because <laughs> you care. And you know what? Yeah. The truth is it's a lot of work because you care a lot. And exactly. so, you know, there are a lot of people that might not do the kind of work that you're doing because they don't care so much, but that's what makes exactly. this such a good show. And you can learn about sports. God help me, if you ask me about sports, it's going to be dead silence. But um, <laughs> but, 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 um, but you cover everything on the show, and that's what that makes it so good. Is it shows that you care. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about your career because you've obviously you. I mean, you're a social media analyst on CNN, HLN, MSN, NBC. I mean, we talked about Wendy Williams and Joy Behar and Showbiz Tonight. I mean, you've done the Tony's uh, uh, press conference, you know, press conference behind the scenes kind of thing. You've done a lot of a lot of things, and you do a lot of things currently. What is it that motivates you to 
take on these new ventures? Well, you know, it's it, it it's truthfully, I'm you know, I'm not doing it as much as I'd like even sometimes. You okay. know, these things space out, you know, on paper they look like wow, it's it's, it's super busy, but like so many other people, you sometimes do wonder Oh, when am I going to get my next phone call? And so you, right. and you really don't know. And I think, I think to your point that you made earlier, if I was doing this in my 20s, I might be a little bit more insecure and nervous about when the phone doesn't ring. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like, you know what? I'm too old to worry. It's not good for the reflection. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of have to, you know, I do, you know, put my faith in the universe and God, whatever that is that guides you as an individual. But for me, mm-hmm. I just kind of have the faith that, that it will come when I can handle it and when I'm able to do it. And and it's really been unbelievable how many times that's happened because, I you know, a lot of the things that I do are in addition to having a full-time job as a programmer in television and digital and, and on the web. So right. I really do have, like, regular day-to-day responsibilities, as many of us do, pursue our passions outside of our work. And so mm-hmm. – um, and so I've been very fortunate, and whether you call it coincidence or God or whatever you want to call it, that I managed to get the time to do these things when I'm available or when I can duck out of work for a little while or I work with right. people who are really understanding. And now mm-hmm. it, it has turned in the direction where I do on camera much more than I ever have before. And, and I, so, so hope, you know, I, I, I wish there was an easy answer to how I balance right. it. But I think yeah. it's just kind of like having a, the, the faith and the ability. And sometimes you have to say no, and it yes. hurts to say no. I have to yes. say, it's not easy yes. to say no. But um, but you have to just believe that they will come back and call you for the next time. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what I keep telling myself. <laughs> right. right. They're going to call me back. Call me back. Well, tell us about, about popgoestheweek.com. Well, that website started, and, and I'm guilty of not updating it lately as much as I'd like to because it's um, I've been busy. But Pop Goes the Week started when one time, I, you know, I was I started doing stand-up comedy before I started doing, you know, talking about celebrities and doing entertainment reporting. And mm-hmm. I managed to get on TV as a comic once. And um, I got on TV, and five years after that happened, because you always think, you know, oh, I got on TV, and now things are going to start, and they're going to start happening. Well, it took five years after that one time that I got a call to be on the pilot, which is the test episode, really, of a Mm -hmm. show for Joy Behar, which first had a show on HLN. So they weren't even really taping it, and they needed someone to be on a panel about pop culture. And I thought, well, how would they introduce me? Of course I said yes, and I said, yes, yes, I'll do it. Um, Then I thought, well, how would they introduce me? Joining us now is Brian Balthazar from... Nothing. Like, I didn't have any, you know, I, didn't, I didn't have much experience. I didn't, I didn't right. come from a network. So, you know, you can start a blog or a website for next to nothing, really, very little money. So mm-hmm. in that weekend, I started a website, and I called it Pop Goes the Week, and the pop is for pop culture. And mm-hmm. over that weekend, I just wrote post after post after post. And blog posts don't need to be super long. And I, right. I, I, only, but... I, I would say I only wrote about 10 or 15 posts because I knew that more than likely – they wouldn't go any further into the page than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little smoke and mirrors. It's that, it's uh-huh. that whole, you fake it till you make it. But it, it was all honestly written, and it was all truthful. Um, but that's how I first started Pop Goes the Week. And once I got on that show, it all, you know, and I would only go on it very occasionally. I didn't actually get invited onto the show for another two months. 
And that was like the longest two months of my life, wondering if I I'd know, ever get called. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you know, I just started it because I wanted to have a platform. And I realize now, if somebody told me to do it, I would. If, if they told me it was going to be that simple, and, and and nothing really does come easy, but it was it was a simple solution. You know, now technology allows us all to have a voice, whether it's your Facebook page, your Twitter exactly. account. I follow, mm-hmm. I follow you guys mm-hmm. on Twitter and. Um, so it's it's a great way to kind of have a, a ma- you know your own magazine really you know yeah, it needs to be it is so that's kind of how it started. Now I went through uh, you said those of our uh, interview reel and you've interviewed a lot of celebrities. Um, talk about one of your favorite interviews that you've done. Gosh, you know I find, it's funny I I. I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to interview a lot of celebrities as a as a you know on camera journalist. But I also right. had the opportunity before that as a to to work with them as a producer, where you okay. can kind of see a different side of them. And so uh-huh. I have to say, whenever I was doing the interviews themselves, which is just in the past six months, I've been fortunate to interview Naomi Campbell, Ty Burrell, yeah, Modern Family, mm-hmm. Wendy Williams, who is one of you know one of my favorites, who's been very good to me personally. Um, yeah. uh, and and um, Kristen Chenoweth from Broadway and the cast of Hot in Cleveland and um, and um, oh my God uh, Cedric the Entertainer mm-hmm. and um, one of the Wayans brothers so, so I I've been very fortunate and I have to say by and large almost every single one of them has been absolutely delightful I I remember being and I don't even get nervous that much anymore um, but oh, I remember yeah. being a little nervous when Naomi Campbell was coming because you know <laughs> she throws things at people and yeah like I wanted to check her she, they actually had a bodyguard come to the space that we were interviewing her first to make sure it was safe and I'm thinking well she's the one that throws the phones I should be checking her see if I'm Right. <laughs> she had 15 people with her, and um, I have to say, though, she was lovely, really lovely. Okay. So um, that was nice. I will say, as a producer, um, you do see another side of celebrities, and, and, and mm-hmm. I was a little disillusioned. I will tell the truth. If I were going to tell the truth about one celebrity that I was just disillusioned by, it would have been Tom Cruise. Like, And not that I didn't like him or not that he was mean to me at all, but I just thought he was – I just – felt like I'd never really got an authentic version of who he was. And I actually think that that's probably just because he's a huge star and he's probably right. can't even remember what it's like to not be a huge star mm-hmm. and probably always has to be on guard because, right. you know, there exactly. is a certain point where people always want something from you or always at the risk of asking you a very invasive question. But I've been really lucky. I love I loved interviewing Wendy Williams because I've gotten to go on her show, but it's yeah. so fast-paced that you don't have like a, 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 you know, kind of a leisurely conversation. So it was really fun to invite her over to my studio and, 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 and just have a nice chat. So it was kind of cool. Wow. Well, Brian, tell everybody where they can keep up with you and find out everything that's going on in your world. Well, follow me on Twitter, Brian Balthazar, and I will say you'll find out what's going on in my world, but then you'll also get pictures of my dogs and what I cooked for dinner. So it's not just entertainment news. So you may unfollow me the next day, but feel free to follow me. <laughs> or follow me on Facebook. And again, you'll hear me, grant, uh, you know, uh, griping. I'm not a big complainer, but I do get confused by the things that are happening in New York City once in a while. So, you know, that I voice so Brian Balthazar on Twitter, Brian Balthazar on Instagram. That's where you'll be just sick of my dogs and my lunch. Um, but I really love, I, I love to stay in touch with everybody. I just think that one of the best things about 
Facebook and Twitter is, you know, it's given me the opportunity to meet you. And, and then mm-hmm. listening, I hear Miss Parker, who I don't know if she's still there, but I, I'm already obsessed with her. She's fantastic. Yeah, she um, Yeah, so I, um, it's just been great that you really do meet great people all over the world, all over the country, mm-hmm. and it reminds you of just how good, the, the inherent goodness of people and, and that we all do have much more in common than we have different from one another so it's just i welcome anyone's friendship and i follow back i'm not one of those people that you know right does follow back and if and if, if ever i don't follow back call me out and i'll follow you back right. i'm not Listen, Brian, to that. it has been a pleasure to have you on the show and i and i wish you nothing but continued success in all that you do Thank you, and I'm a huge fan. I'll continue to listen. I thank you for having me on, and, and um, we'll talk soon, and have a great night. You too. Thank you so much. And we'll be right Take back. Care. Thank you. This. You bet. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Easy was born in New York, but has also lived down the East Coast from Philly, VA, Orlando, Miami, etc., but made it back home. He continued to work hard and slowly but surely started recording and making connections in the industry. As recently as January 2nd, he released a mixtape entitled Run the Beat, Run That Beat, excuse me, which, allowed, which followed his previous release mixtape entitled It's My Turn. They're both currently available at thatfist.com. Please tell me welcome New York Spider. Easy. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Listen, I let you know I listen to your music, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan, definitely a fan. Uh, tell us about your start. Uh, how I started? Um, well, I was I always was able to rap. Right. Uh, coming up and coming up in high school, it was it was more like a hobby at the time because I remember like I couldn't really tell my parents. Uh, uh, your parents couldn't ask you, "Hey, you wanna uh, what do you wanna do when you grow up?" And I couldn't say, "Oh, I wanted to be a rapper," because you'll get that right. you'll get that <laughs> answer. Uh, you better you better stay your butt in school. Right, right. So I really couldn't say that. So I was really into sports at the time. But uh, as I as I graduated, um, I got more into it because I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I didn't mm-hmm. want to waste my time. I seen my sister go through it through college, and I seen her like she's still in debt now, and she right, and yeah. she she got a degree and still doesn't even use it. So I'm like, what do I really want to do? Like I don't I can't see myself just doing a regular college thing. I decided to get a scholarship in sports and nothing like that. I was like, well, I might as well get into the music. That's I know that's something I always had a passion for. I know mm-hmm. it's not just a hobby. Let me, let me get to it. So I got into that uh, more and more and more. And I guess as I progressed, then my my, my family was, was more into it. And, that, and then that's when I put my all into it. So that's when I basically started. So that was, what, maybe seven years ago. That's when I really, wow. really got into it, yeah. And so now you have the choose following. I was watching a uh, YouTube video that you posted uh, answering some 25, I think 25 of your fans' questions. And yeah. uh, wh- one of them that really stood out to me, you were talking about one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to you. Tell, tell the listeners about that. <laughs> oh, one of the most embarrassing <laughs> things that happened. I remember uh, <laughs> I was in sixth grade, and uh, we used to play this game. 
it was a stupid game, but we used to play this game. It was called like open chest, and I got uh-huh. chest was open. Like one of your boys would like kind of like punch you in your chest. So I remember we I was in gym class. And I'm putting on, they used to give us these little gym shorts. So these, we used to try to put on, like, three, four shorts at yeah, one time. I hate them shorts. We <laughs> <laughs> hate on these shorts. I'm trying to squeeze my feet into these shorts. And then next time, I forgot my chest was open, and he, he punches me. So I'm like, oh, man, so I'm kind of falling out. This is mine. This is the first day of school. So, you know, everybody's there. Everybody's trying to be all fresh. Everybody wants to see who's uh-huh. flat. So I'm kind of late. I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm running into the gymnasium. I'm chasing him straight into the gymnasium, like straight out the doors into the gymnasium. And we're late, so everybody was there to see us. And then I'm chasing him, and I don't know what he does. He does, like, this little quick turn, and I, I slipped in front of everybody. Like, it was – and the most embarrassing part on top of that was I got suspended for that. Like, it was crazy. Wow. Wow. Like, I got suspended for that. I was just embarrassing it. But I had to try to play it off and act like I was breakdancing. But it was just right. like – Something I never forget, man. It was just, it was over for that. <laughs> I thought that story was hilarious when I heard you telling it. So, oh, now you also um have a clothing line. Yeah, I do. I, I have a clothing line called Red Ink Rules. So mm-hmm. basically, um, well, we're trying to be like the first brand with with a meaning behind it. So like, red stands for how serious it is. Uh, ink stands for permanently here, and rule is something you must follow. So like, a lot of people don't okay. realize the meaning. It's not like that it doesn't mean like get tatted up or nothing crazy. It just means leave right. your mark wherever you're at, so people can remember you. So that's what it's basically about. Okay, it, it's funny we were talking about tat, tattoos. My uh, we posted a picture of you, uh, you know, promoting the show. My mom commented, "He needs one more tattoo. He needs one more tattoo." <laughs> <That was> funny. <laughs> so you know, we know today is um, Tupac's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you a fan? Of course, always, always. Yeah. Tupac. And the funny thing is, I've been more of a Tupac fan than than a Biggie fan, and you know I'm from New York, but more of yeah. a Tupac fan because just I like the stories he would tell. Mm-hmm. He always had a story. Yeah. To tell. yeah. Who else influenced you in your you know, um, in your career? Well, I got it. Well, in my era, I gotta say like um, like Fabulous, like just watching him come up, like Nas. I wasn't that big that big of a Jay Z fan, but I mean he had a little bit on it. Um. Other than that, like, just, I, I had, like, older cousins that would, would be into the music, and they they was, like, at points where they were going to get signed, but I guess certain things that they had to do that they didn't want to do, they didn't take right. the deals or whatever at the time. So, basically, I looked up to them. They was always into the music rapping, and I'm like, damn, my cousin's going to make it. But they decided not to go fully through, so I was just like, man, I'm going I'm to be the one that really pulled through everything. And I know that you talked about, a lot about really, you know, repping where you're from because a lot of people don't don't really go on and do huge things. Tell, tell us about why that's important to you. Man, it's important because there's a lot of talent just, just in the city alone. And right. people overlook that a lot. Uh, I mean, it's crazy because I see a lot of, a lot of Southern artists and our DJs and all that, they all come together and they become one. New York, mm-hmm. they don't they don't do that. Not even just New York is like your own city. You would see so many people with talent. You're like, why are you not doing nothing with it? And right. they good. It's a shame to see talent go to waste. So I'm just like, I just I just want to be like the voice of people who can't be heard or who don't know how to get to that next level. I'm saying because the people, there's people in our city that know how to do it and know how to get mm-hmm. you out there. They're not willing to help you because they want to get there themselves. They want to take that shine. It's an ego thing. So I'm yeah. just team together, we could really take over the game big. Like the East Coast, and 
stuff hasn't been winning for a long time. So that's just a big thing that, I mean, I wish we could do. And, and I mean, coming up, you wish somebody would give you that helping hand, but it's it's not like that. But the fact yeah. that you have to work for it, it makes you feel, once you get it, you're like, then you see how you, once you get it and make it, you feel the same way. Like, damn, I should have helped them because they didn't help me, but it shouldn't be like that. Like, at the end right. of the day. If I right. come up, I somebody would tell me, I'm, a, I'm not going to just pitch you on, but I'm going to make sure you get that. You, if you put in the white work, then I'm going to get you where you need to be. So, exactly. Exactly. So what do you have coming up? Uh, what I have coming up, well, basically, I just performed at Summer Jam like two weeks ago. So that was like a, yeah, okay. a huge thing for me. Just to even yeah, just to even get on the stage. There's a lot of rappers and singers who How was that? It was just the experience was just life changing. Just to yeah. be able to perform in front of thirty thousand, forty thousand people yeah. was just it was amazing because I had to win a contest. It was like a keek contest and all my fans had to vote. And then on top of that, once you it was they they picked eight people to just to get there. And then once you got mm-hmm. there, you had to compete against each other with the song and whoever rocked the crowd the best. And I wanted to win in the whole thing. So overall, it was just a wow. Even if wow. I didn't win, just the fact that you could step on that stage is like a milestone because a lot of people rap and sing and never been on that stage before. So that's just a big thing. So now I'm next, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get on 106 and Park, um, the bathroom freestyle. Like, there's a lot of things coming up. A lot of people hitting me up now. They see me there. So it's a big thing yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, listen, I wish you nothing but the best. You know, I, I appreciate the guys that. A little bit for you. You definitely got the, the sound, you know, and the clothing lines going up. So thank you for taking the time to come out. Tell everybody where they can follow you and keep up with, with uh, Easy to God. Oh, man, they can uh, follow me on easytogod.com. That's E-A-Z-I-E-D-A-G-O-D. And all my sites is on there. They can just click through it, clothing line. Everything is on there. All right, man. Well, much, much success to you, okay? Man, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. No doubt. Uh, right back after this. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. I kind of would like to introduce this band to the brand new project, Rare Form Reinvention Tour EP. Rare Form is a second studio project that really defines who he is in art. Songs like Take You There, You Get Nasty which he tributes to Uncle Luke, the king of Miami, and 90s hip-hop dance scene as well as old. He will be releasing two songs June 17th of this year as well as a preview track, Old, that will follow close behind his third single release off the project. Please help me welcome Icon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I know we uh, had some technical difficulties last week, but I'm glad that we were able to reschedule and we actually played uh, Take You There and You Get Nasty. Both songs are hot. Tell us about them. Man, um, Take You There, you know, it's definitely something for the ladies. I wanted to give them a different type of feeling in the club, make them, yeah. a little, you know, a little more special when they're dancing. Um, and You Get Nasty, that's my tribute to the king of Miami, you know, Uncle Luke. Um, yeah. I'm inspired by 90s pop and R&B, so definitely I wanted to ride with that sound but give people something real fun to kind of, you know, 
releasing and not be so serious to, you know what I'm saying, have something so typical to dance to, like, everything that's out right now. Yeah, yeah. So tell us who were some of your early influences. Um, Obviously, Uncle Luke uh, was, but who else were some of your other influences? Well, the biggest one um, I have to say is Bobby Brown. You know, he's the king okay. of R&B. He did for R&B. R&B. Like, you know, I I, I, like, I I ride along with Whitney on that. <laughs> you know, I think what he did for, for music, um, for R&B music, you know, as a whole, he really made it everybody's prerogative to do what they want to do. And that's, you know, what everybody is doing now. So I appreciate it for allowing me to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah, and people forget, you know, when he when he first went solo, he had five number one hits back to back. You know what I mean? So I think Man. people they got caught up in personal situations and forgot that his impact they did have on music. Um, you know, you hear his songs now, you still can take you back. You know what I mean? Um, it's still they still hits now like they were right. hits back then. Mhm, mhm. And so you can hear a lot of his influence in everybody's music too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, they're, they're doing that, uh, that the Whitney Houston movie, uh, and they're looking for someone to play Bobby Brown. Would you play him? Oh, man, I would definitely love to play Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Well, tell, tell us about your music and, you know, how do you describe We're going to play some of your songs in the next half hour, but tell us how you describe the overall sound of your music. You know, I really actually sat down and came up with, the genre of music. It's not something that's, you know, out right now, but it's called rhythm and pop, okay. you know, because uh, I'm inspired by a lot of 90s, not just, you know, urban music, hip-hop, and R&B, mm-hmm. but the pop of the 90s, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, um, music, like, still affects me to this day. So mm-hmm. it's what I want to do with music is I want to show people that you don't have to be a specific genre classified like urban or, you know what I'm saying, mainstream pop, but you can merge good music, make a sound like rare form like my project and like take you there and you get nasty that are two opposing singles, two completely different spectrums of music, a sound that you could rock with back to back. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Who would be a dream duet for you? Um, you know what? A dream duet for me would be Janelle Monae because okay. I'm I'm heavy on lyrics, and I I think that Janelle Monae, you know, she gets it with the lyrics, and she gets it with also we we ironically we have a similar style, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, it's I think she's important for music, and I would definitely love to collaborate with her. I hear that, and you're releasing two songs on June seventeenth. Uh, why, let me ask you, why why you decide to release two at the same time? Two singles? You know, the reason why I'm releasing two songs is because, like I said, you know, Get Nasty, that's my tribute to Uncle Luke and the, Miami, the dance sound of Miami from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Take You There mm-hmm. is my tribute to my R&B and pop, you know, influences okay. of the 90s. Okay. So I wanted to cover two different spectrums of the board, yeah. but put them out as one artist to show people that you don't have to be pitched to this kind of sound or that kind of sound, but you just got to make a good sound of music. Exactly. And your, your, your music uh, gets, makes you want to move now. <laughs> Tell us about what else can we, <laughs> we expect from the new... <laughs> what else can we expect on Rare Form? 
Um, except from rare form, it's going to be a five-track EP. Um, I work with Devin, Devin Lee Parker, uh, The Future Will Bang, and also um, Jake and uh, Daylight. So you, what you can expect from rare form is just really one of the best, I can say, introductions to Icon, the artist, the singer, the songwriter, you know, showcasing uh, more up-tempo records. You know, this is going to be the first release. Rare form is going to be a collection of EPs. And the first edition is the Reinvention Tour. And so with that, I want to give you some dance music. You know, like mm-hmm. like you said, Olay is going to be the third single released off of that, and that's going to my island people. You know, that's my tribute to island music of the 90s that, in, okay. that influenced me as an artist. I hear that. I hear that. You know, it, it did seem like, it, well, it does seem, you know, that the 90s had such great music. You know what I mean? Such great music. So I'm glad to see someone bringing it back. And a lot of people are trying, but, you know, to bring it back. And well, I tell you, what? a lot of people are, what they're doing with the 90s music is they're not making it their own. What they're yeah. doing is they're just singing the songs the way they heard it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. for them, but that's not authentic to who they are because they're not that artist. Right. So what yeah. I'm doing is I'm taking the influence, the inspiration. You get nasty as inspired by Uncle Lou. I didn't take your song. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Who else out... Uh, Today, do you, you know, do do you like, do you think, you know, okay, this is someone I want to listen to? Bruno Mars, by far. Bruno yeah, Mars. Is, yeah. Bruno Mars is just, I went and actually saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. I flew my sister down from uh, the Bay Area, and we um, we were sitting uh, front row, and that was, that was literally, you know, the first concert I'd ever been to in my life because, you know, I, I've been a performer, so it's, if I'm on a different side of the, you know, the stage, mm-hmm. But yeah. watching that man perform and the way he shares the stage with the rest of the entertainers that that contribute to his performance being great, it was just one by far one of the most amazing things that I've seen, and it made me an even more bigger fan than I was before. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, if you see somebody live and they kill it, that does make you, you know, man, really appreciate the more. Damn, <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. So. I know we have listen to take it there. Get uh, you get nasty, and then Olay will be coming out uh, later on as well. Yeah, that's going to be uh, to end off the summer. Okay, okay. So tell everybody where they can keep up with you on following, know what's going on with the music, where they can find the singles. Tell everybody that. Uh, you can you can get uh, the singles tomorrow. They'll be they'll be on iTunes. So that's I K K O N. Um, and then you could just, you could look me up under that and all my singles will be here. Um, tomorrow you can follow me on Twitter at I am icon, I am I K K O N. And from, and you can literally find every, every site that I'm on. You can get to my website, my SoundCloud, you can get to my Instagram, you can get everywhere just from my Twitter. So, <laughs> hey. Keep it. That's how you can keep it easy for them to find. Keep it easy, man. <laughs> Look, Icon, I appreciate your time, man. I can't wait to hear these songs again, and I wish you all the best. Definitely. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. No, no doubt. No doubt. And we'll be right back after this with Steven's playlist. There's a fire burning in the street. E O T M really, really can't be beat. 
There's so much we say to everyone we reach Changing lives with our scorching, steaming heat We have a PR that gets you on TV Don't let this pass you, cause everyone won't see Call us, we will work out a great deal Get you heard on a station that has wheels We will always be around, we can always be found At the next lockdown, so you'll always have it on We got the BJ's, they can put you on the way So go ahead and say EOT Radio.com. Check us out. Talk to Carla. Get the PR you need to get on TV. Take it from Ron Anthony, nominee for the South Florida Gospel Music Awards. Don't forget, let's take it to the street. All right? EOTM. Got it. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist. And tonight our playlist features songs from both major and independent artists, including today's interviewees, Easy the God, Icon, Michael Jackson, and many more. And if you're interested in getting featured on Stephen's playlist, please email us at the Stephen Knight Show at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. And remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. And we definitely look, look forward to uh, hearing your work. The first song is by Easy God, entitled On My Job. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist. Yeah. 
being successful is a destination I'ma get it while you screaming out of desperation I never stress the hating The throne is flooded taking Why you patiently waiting? We breaking, breaking Coming to game, no kind of roll Young and wavy with a surfing board Time, no stop, no pause Full effects, then pop or cause Drop the top and shock the Lord All these folks like, oh my God Tell me now I ain't on my job Learning ain't easy to God Stay the fuck around me Cause feeling contagious Victory's my girl How I know I can taste it I'm too cool to be basic I'm too rude to be faking I'm too smooth to be hating Damn so no fool to be
Oh. 
Enjoyed it. I want to give a special shout out to our guest tonight, Brian Bethelzar, uh icon and easy to guide. Definitely check them out. There are links on our Facebook page and our Twitter page where you can keep up with these guys. They're doing some big things. I'm very proud to have them on the show tonight. Uh, I want to let you all know to go to EOTM 
awards.com for more information about the upcoming awards this November for EOTM, our network. Um, go to our web, our Facebook, social media, excuse me, The Stephen I Show on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, or everywhere. Our website, thestephenishow.web.com. You can archive our shows, including this one, by going to our news section. It has links to all of our shows that we've done. You can go back and listen to your favorite shows or commit the show with someone that you wanted to uh, hear. You can definitely go back and do that. And check your boy out, Stephen Knight. You know, I do my music. I have a trio coming out whenever it gets mixed right. And I'm supposed to be going in the studio uh, this week. I have a summer cold, which is growing there, taking out some of my vocal abilities. So I'm a little upset about that because I, I finally have the producer that I'm working with, and we have some great stuff coming up. But I'll be in the studio soon. So go check me out. Instagram, StevenKnight32. Facebook, StevenKnight3200. And then, obviously, uh, my website, StephenKnightMusic.web.com, and check out EOTM. We, they have a lot of great shows, EOTMRadio.com. I'm just shouting out everyone, Chike, Conversation Chike, find them on Facebook, Connect with Adam, with Parker, uh, Bunch of Hollis for Generis, fine. Um, what am I forgetting? I think it's Aaron. I believe it's everyone. But, yeah, check us out. We're everywhere. Listen, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you to our guests. Thank you for the rest of you. Have a great week. And God bless. Peace. Girl, I'm on my way.